my, are you filing your nails right now? Oh my God, can you hear that? Yes, I can hear it. Motherfucker. All right. God damn it. This is not a show for multitasking. <gasps> Fuck. All right. You focus on this. I tried to explain this to you. This is like a part-time job. You just don't. Fucking microphones. <laughs> a girl's got to get her nails done before she gets on a fucking plane. Drink a podcast for the morally inebriated. I am Molly. And I'm Karen. And we hope you enjoyed episode one. We're back again full force for episode two. Uh, we've got a lot to cover today. Um, we actually got our shit together. So <laughs> we've got an outline. I shared it with Karen. She has no complaints this week. <laughs> I always have complaints. Well, that's true. But <laughs> at least not about the organization of the show this week. Uh, so we'll just jump right in. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to episode one, we'll just give you a quick overview of why we're here and what we did last week. Uh, so we're just a podcast of two, two girls just trying to make our way through the world and doing so by drinking and talking about whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want. Um, yeah, that's basically it. And last week we talked about random things. I went down a super random Game of Thrones wormhole. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was a good time. And I've done nothing since we recorded the last episode but watch a lot of Bravo and The View and drank a lot of wine. What have you been up to, Karen? I worked, and I drank, and I drank some more, and I did a little reading. That sounds very productive. (laughs) It wasn't a whole lot of fun. (laughs) I'm still waiting for summer to hit here in Seattle, because it's, like, gray and boring and in the 60s. Oh, my God. But I hear you're having the opposite problem. Jesus Christ. Okay, first of all hot as fucking balls like serious balls um it's let's see let's have an update here uh it's 92 uh heat index is 101 so um where i'm from back east that is yeah that that is our official barometer hot as balls um i'm fucking tired Honestly, like I should be having a drink right now that's got caffeine in it. Um, I kind of wish this was still the 90s when I was just wired for sound 24-7. That would be better. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, I'm not sure how I made it into this century. Um, Although that's another story for another day. Um, Yeah. Also, my fridge is broken. So I have no ice for cocktails, which really is pissing me off. Uh, so I've taken a Percocet. I have poured myself a 
very tall glass of French Chardonnay. So uh, let the games begin. It should be noted that <laughs> we here at When Bad Women Drink do not condone the abuse of prescription drugs. Karen has a prescription for Percocet. <laughs> I do. Due to nerve damage in her neck. <laughs> that is true. However, it is prescribed. I, I do live in a recreational marijuana state, so I don't have any grounds for talking. I don't <laughs> care what you do in your free time. Just keep it safe. <laughs> uh, just wanted to say that little PSA from us here at that one bad woman drink. Um, I'm just it's all legal. It's, it's all legal. You know, not surprising here. I'm just drinking a red wine. It's called T A T T, which I think is just tat. It has a skeleton on it from the Columbia Valley, here in the gorgeous treasure of the Pacific Northwest. I feel like I need to share this information with everyone because I'm trying to be a wine snob. No one cares. I think you're. I think you're succeeding. Yeah, this one's got a twist stop on it. Um. Well, that was just an unnecessary pause. My speech teacher in college would be very upset with me. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) moving right along. Yes. The first thing I wanted to cover is that I get a lot of slack for my choices in television. (laughs) For me as well. From you. And (laughs) I did go through a terrible, terrible phase where I was going to burn through every season of Toddlers and Tierras. And that I, I admit was a problem. I think I even like put it out there on social media that, you know, hello, my name is Molly. I'm a reality TV addict and I apologized and, you know, I can't take it back. It it was what it was. Um, I've moved on from it, but I do watch a lot of Bravo and I watch a lot of daily talk shows and, you know, I work from home work. It's a loose term, but I, you know, I, I have to, you know, keep myself busy somehow and occupy myself. And, but then I had a revelation the other day. I want to know the difference between what I'm watching and what a lot of people are obsessed with. So the topic right now is what's the difference between reality TV and then in finger quotes, reality TV, because in my opinion, watching a show like Below Deck and Below Deck Mediterranean, which if you're not familiar, is about the yachting crew on a luxury yacht in either the Caribbean or the Mediterranean versus watching a show like Grey's Anatomy, which is essentially about the BS dramatic life of emergency room doctors and surgical people like you're essentially trying it's they're the same thing so I don't understand the difference either way you're trying to get into someone else's life uh is Grey's Anatomy really the I mean that's that's fiction I mean like Orange is the New Black like that's based on somebody who was in prison yeah. So like that like that is a good example I think. Yeah. Like that's, you know, 
that's sort of reality versus, yeah, like these things that are supposed to be reality and are really not reality. They're scripted. So, yeah, what's the fucking difference? Right. And like, I just don't, I find it hypocritical when people are like, and the same people who will call me out for watching you know, all my real housewives and stuff like that are the same people who are going like gaga apeshit over the bachelor and the bachelorette. Those are the epitome of like reality TV shows. And you can't tell me that they're more real. Oh yeah. None of it's real. No, they're all stupid. And the people and how invested people get in those shows. And yes, for those of you keeping track, I did watch The Bachelorette on Tuesday, and I did post something about it on Twitter because I do think Robbie's sleazy, and I do think he needs to be kicked off, and this is the first season I've watched it, and I'm not hooked on it. I'm just watching it because everyone's into it, and I'm trying to keep on top of it to be trendy. You shouldn't, and you really shouldn't get into it. It's a waste of time. But like I said, I haven't been able to do anything. I can't take myself to Target or the mall or do anything. So what do I have to do? That's true. And other people are gonna people are gonna write in, and they're gonna send me things on Twitter, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, you should watch Penny Dreadful, and you should watch um, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. You should watch this, and you should watch Pretty Little Liars, and you should watch." I'm not gonna watch any of those shows, okay? Like, don't... I'm not. I'm not going to watch Outlander. Like, (gasps) I'm not... I tried. I have watched three episodes, and I'm sorry. I can't. You know what I want to watch? The Man in the High Castle. I've watched that. It's very good. Okay. My husband made me read the books, too, or the graphic novels or whatever. He's super into that stuff. Because he thinks you should watch Outlander just for the sexy time. <sighs> yeah, Jamie. Jamie's hot. He is very attractive. Oh, you don't yeah. even know. No, I know. I mean, I, I just, it's she drives. I don't like her. I probably, He's worth it. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was my try to be in depth topic, and I can't. <laughs> Because that's that's what runs through my head is like why do people get to criticize me for these things and then I tried the other thing I tried to run a parallel with this week was the Book of Mormon and the Republican National Convention but I'll let that one fall as well. <laughs> well, I would say maybe we leave politics out of it. Yeah, I know we're gonna leave it out of it. We we want to embrace all viewers. We do. <laughs> we do. Do you watch any reality TV shows? Oh, fuck no. Oh, you're so much better than me. No, no. No, no. I'll disconnect the Skype call right now. <laughs> uh, I will just say that that is not a niche that appeals to me in any way. Um, at least not, not the stuff that calls itself reality TV. Like, I will watch Orange is the New Black all day long, but... Because it it doesn't purport itself as being like a reality show. You know, it's something that's based on, you know, something that somebody went through. But obviously it's been adapted into, you know, a fictional thing. Um, But yeah, like I can remember like 
I don't know if it was like Survivor that was sort of the first reality show that sort of came on as a reality type show. And I remember just thinking, no, 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 uh-uh. No. Well, I mean, the real world was the first one that really... Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I was young enough at the time that, yeah, I did watch that. I did, because I was still into MTV at the time. Because, yeah, I was, yeah, I was an MTV kid when MTV was actually MTV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which pretty much tells you how old I am. Uh, but yeah, a couple of seasons into that and I was done. Um, but that's probably the only reality show I've ever watched. That's funny that you would know that. Um, cause you're so much younger than I am. Uh, but yeah, I can't think of any other reality show I would have ever watched. I mean, I can tell you I left the real world. I wasn't allowed to watch the real world until, like... Because <laughs> you were, like, six. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch the real world till like, season... Season, like, five or six. And then I, I left it after season... Uh, I think it was back to New York. So it was, like, season 12, I think. Mm. That I was just like, this is crap. Because it was the same thing. It was the same formula yeah. every season. Yeah. Hawaii was my favorite. But, yeah, I, the real world was the first reality show I remember. Which then brings me to think about the old talk shows. Mm. Like Jerry Springer and Jenny Jones. Oprah, baby. Oprah. I used to love Oprah. Oprah was the shit. Wish she was the tits. Wish day before she came out with Oprah's favorite things. Oh God, that was so many years into Oprah before she came out with Oprah's favorite things. I know, but Wish Day was the shit because there was always (laughs) some little girl in that god awful early '90s poofy like capped sleeve dress that got a fucking puppy. Yes, and I wrote every goddamn year. (laughs) <laughs> but apparently an upper middle class white girl didn't qualify <laughs> to get that puppy. You know, being from Baltimore, we always got to claim Oprah, even though she's not from Baltimore, but she got her start in Baltimore. So that was the thing. And then, of course, living in Chicago, then I got to claim her again. And then working at the Drake because all the guests stayed at the Drake. For a long time. And then they moved to the Omni. And that sucked. But I feel like I got a thing with Oprah. But then Maury showed up. And now everyone quotes Maury. Or Mari, as I call him. I just go with with what the kids on there say. <laughs> you don't know me, Maury. <sighs> Who's the other one? Oh, one. Dr. Who's the Field? other guy? No. Or is it Mari? Is Mari the one who does the baby daddy thing? Yes. Okay. The test indicates 95% you are the father. Because they okay. always are. The ones who get on there and like try to deny and deny and deny always are the father. 
my favorite is when they put the kid up on the screen. Oh, God. And it looks just like the guy. And he's like, yes, yeah. I'm my baby. Like, yes, it is. He's even missing a front tooth just like you. <laughs> he looks just like, and it's like this little redhead, freckled face kid who looks just like the dad. Yeah. Like, he looks just like you. And, like, you're 17. Like, why just get your lives together? Mm. But I think that's part of the thing is, like, society just has this sick fascination with watching people's lives fall apart on television. <laughs> Everybody's a train wreck. But talk shows aren't fascinating enough anymore. We need to watch their lives fall apart in their own habitat. Yes. So that's why we have shows like The Bachelorette where we watch her cry in the middle of a tarmac because she can't decide which one of these 17 guys is the one. Oh, Jesus Christ. But she's making out with all of them. Why that's socially acceptable, I don't understand. It's just gross. It's disgusting. And it's like one right after another, too. It's not like they, you know, they take two weeks to film an episode. Ugh. It's like in a day. I don't even like to kiss my husband more than once an hour. Yeah. And he's the same guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding, honey. I love you. <laughs> Go brush your teeth. Yes. <laughs> Drink some Listerine. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm going to hell. Uh, but I was already there, so it's fine. Mm. All right, what's next? What's next? Um, yes. Well, I wanted to briefly touch on some stuff that happened um, regarding... Uh, someone who I think is absolutely incredible and very talented, and that's uh, <coughs> Leslie Jones, who's in the new Ghostbusters movie. Um, and some stuff that happened on Twitter regarding this absolute troll of a human being uh, named Milo Yiannopoulos, um, who was calling for attacks on her. This is some bullshit. It is absolute bullshit because it's not just like defaming someone on Twitter. It's telling your little minions in a cowardly way to go after someone. And it's not just like, let's go insult this person. It's attacking. It's racially. I mean, it's racism. It's hate. It's disgusting. I mean, they were comparing her. I shouldn't even dignify it by talking about it. Yeah, let's not repeat whatever. We're not going to repeat anything, but it's just, you know, why you would be such a low person to do this. And then, you know, thank God Twitter, as a private corporation, which they're fully allowed to do, kicked him off. Like, they banned him from Twitter. And now people are defending him, saying it's his First Amendment right. No, Twitter as a private corporation has every right to kick him off. And his First Amendment right is is done and over with once you are violently attacking someone and threatening their lives and calling for for hate to be brought on someone. Um, this woman did nothing wrong. She took a job. She, you know, was was. I mean, she was doing her job. She didn't write the part. She was acting. She's brilliant she's funny she's charismatic she's you know she's, she's fucking hilarious she's hilarious
serious and she's doing something that no one else can do. You know, she's she's taking parts that are offered to her. She's taking parts that are made for her because of how talented she is. She's doing things no one else can do because of who she is. And to bring someone to tears because of who they are is never acceptable. Um, I mean, I've... I'm not comparing myself to her in any way, but I've been in situations like this because of who I am. I've had people make fun of me. I've had people belittle me. And I think it's, it's disgusting. And I, I think that anyone who does this to anyone deserves nothing. Uh, they don't deserve recognition. They don't deserve, um, attention. And, you know, I, I hope that no one listening to this podcast is that type of a person. Um, if you are, I don't, I don't want you around. I don't want you listening. I, I don't want your opinions on anything. Um, think We're twice. all about having fun. Yeah. Think twice before you act. Think twice before you write that tweet. Think twice before you post that picture on Instagram. You know, you, you're, your social media, your your interaction with people, your words are who you are and how you're going to be perceived by other people. You know, we're we're all about fun here. We're all about joking and and being lighthearted and having a good time. But we do so with the best of intentions and do so knowing that you know we don't attack other people. Yeah. Nothing nothing being said here is is meant with malcontent. It's not it's not mal- meant maliciously. You know, it's <laughs> it's all things that we say to each other on a daily basis. Um, they listen to the podcast. Yes. They they know what we're saying about them, so don't throw that back in my face. Uh, my whole point on this rant is that you no know, no one deserves to be belittled. No one deserves to feel the way that that this that Leslie Jones felt that anyone feels don't be a bully you know if, if don't you, be a dick right if you've been bullied know there's people out there to support you come drink with us come drink with us you know you're not alone you're never going to be alone just have a good time and don't let the man get you down so and, and we'll refer to not drinking alone again later in the podcast. Yeah. So fuck that guy. <laughs> Leslie Jones, you're amazing. Every woman out there deserves to be as amazing as she wants to be. Thank you, Twitter, for doing the right thing. Yes. Yay, Twitter. Cheers. I'll drink to that. Mm-hmm. My wine is warming up. I should drink this quickly. You should drink it faster. Yeah. Sorry. Every once in a while, I get really upset about things, and then I feel like I need to climb on a soapbox, but I can't because my ankle's broken. <laughs> <laughs> but it's healing. Along that super serious, lame, same vein, I also want to take a second to recognize that Gary Marshall, uh, a Hollywood legend, passed away this week, and he really had a huge impact on a lot of things that I don't think many many of us think twice about. Like, this is the guy who directed Pretty Woman. Yeah. Like, which, not well, one of us listening to this doesn't know what Pretty Woman is. Morgan, Mindy, Laverne, and Shirley. 
Mm-hmm. He was in my favorite movie. His sister directed it, um, yeah. A League of Their Own. Like, yes. He's amazing. Um, Princess Diaries, like... Oh, I love that movie. Everyone listening to this, whether you're 15 or 60, knows The Princess Diaries. Um, the Odd Couple, like, just so many different things. He was literally a legend in Hollywood, and he... He had a full and wonderful life, but he still left us too soon. So another tip of the glass to to Gary Marshall. We'll definitely That's miss right. him. Tipping one back for you, buddy. Um, okay, so we said we were going to get our shit together. And so to do so, we are going to introduce a new segment weekly on the podcast. And we're going to call it Karen's Corner with two Ks. Because we're classy. Because it's witty. And we're <laughs> smart. Don't forget classy. With a K. Classy. Classy. With a backwards <laughs> K. <laughs> Why do we always get into, like, New Jersey style, like, with a K? Anyway, whatever. Because you can take the girl out of the East Coast, but you can't <laughs> take the East Coast out of the girl. The furthest East I've ever lived was St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, that's not true. Wisconsin. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> That is not East. Big. They say big there. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right. Um, with that, I guess I will uh, I'll take, take it away. Home. All right. Um, so, uh, everybody has their own uh, religion or um, philosophy, if you if you will, and uh, holy book or scripture that goes along with that. So, uh, mine is drinking, big shock, and uh, my holy book or scripture is a lovely rag that we call Modern Drunkard Magazine. So, each podcast, I will share with you um, an article that I find especially inspiring, and uh, we'll, we'll read it we'll discuss and uh yeah if i'm feeling charitable i might even ask you for your feedback dear listeners so um with that we'll just jump in uh, uh, <laughs> uh this is i pulled this from way back in uh june of 02 and this is written by one of my favorites uh this is by frank kelly rich who is actually the publisher and editor of the magazine i want to point out that that's when i graduated from high school uh fuck you (laughs) (laughs) seriously go fuck yourself really could you do it right now? Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's just like, June of 02, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Seriously, don't share that with me. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Okay. Uh, drinking seagulls in the on. back of someone's pickup truck. Oy vey. All right. <laughs> <sighs> the title of this week's scripture is called Your Guide to Guzzling Like the Great Gangs. Um, And we start with one of the most classic gangs of all time. This one is called The Rat Pack. You may be familiar. Oh, wait. Uh, Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Well, I do because I'm rude. But shouldn't we explain to them how we're going to play this article? (sighs) Hmm. 
how are we going to play this article? <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, you're going to go through and you're going to read each gang. Yeah. And then we're each going to pick which modern day celebrity or person we know that we would pick to be that member or a member of that gang who would then be a member of our drinking gang. Yes. And And once again, I did not prepare for this. So I'm going to go on the fly. (laughs) Damn it, Karen. I know I'm, I'm a shitty, I'm a shitty podcaster. (laughs) This is why I have you do this with me and no one else. But yes, so we're going to talk about each gang and who they are and what they're all about. And then we're going to talk about who we think might be a modern day substitute uh, or who might, yeah, who might fill those shoes. (laughs) What? What? What is so fucking funny? I am crying right now. <laughs> You're like, I'm not a fan. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, because we're sober. <laughs> In theory. Oh, God. God bless his soul. Anyway. Oh. God bless. God bless. <laughs> God. <laughs> you should use that as a clip. You could just insert that everywhere. God bless. God bless. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Where, where should I pick up? Um... <laughs> At the Rat Pack. All right. Back to the Rat Pack. (laughs) (sighs) Anywho. So, the Rat Pack. Their drink, whiskey and martinis. Shocker. Their dress, tuxedos. A black suit will do in a pinch. White shirts, dark ties, money clips. Famous members, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall. Their credo, cock your hat, angles or attitudes. That was Sinatra. Frank and deaning it means doing everything with style and class. You're the star of the hippest show in town and screw the squares if they can't dig it. Rule extravagantly like Frank, wisecrack like Dean, clown around like Sammy, sneer like Bogart, suck the dramatic air right out of the bar and leave the bystanders gasping for breath. I like that gang. So... Who do we think? Who would be a modern-day member of the Rat Pack? I feel like there's not a lot of modern celebrities that could fit into that gang. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them are schmucks. Yeah, I said it. I said it. <laughs> um, unfortunately for me, a lot of them that fall into that category are British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because they're classy. Yeah, they clean up nice. Yes, and they look looking sharp. Uh, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tom Hiddleston. I think he's he's classy and clean and nice looking, and I think he could fit into a little Sinatra Dean Martin type role. And he's kind of funny. Give, I would give you that, except for this whole Taylor Swift thing. Yeah, no, I don't acknowledge that. <laughs> like the moon it's landing. It's kind of hard to ignore at the moment. Yeah, no, I don't. Just like the Republican National Convention, I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> um, I would say, what's his face? The James Bond guy, Daniel the Craig. New, yes, or or the uh, what's his face before him? 
What's his face before him? Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. He's old now, though. Well, so was Sinatra. That's true. <laughs> God rest his soul. He's not dead. Oh, Sinatra's <laughs> dead, yes. <laughs> like, um, we need to have a talk. <laughs> He's not dead! <laughs> He's with Elvis and Michael. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They're having a drink. They're having a drink. <laughs> uh, we need we need a woman though. Who's the woman? Mm. <sighs> She's also British because there's no. I can't think of any Americans. Um, <sighs> who was that I was thinking of before? We were talking about her. Didn't you say Jeez. Helen? Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yes, Helen Mirren. I could see that. She could she could throw back a whiskey and then probably punch somebody in the face. I could see with, that. With class, yeah. I'd put Adele in there. <gasps> yeah. I like that. I like that. She'd throw back a drink and then sing a song. Because she's just got that classy, like... That sixties look, but then she gets off the like off the stage and has that laugh and the, and then she tell you to go fuck yourself and walk out of the room. Yes, I like it. Let's move on. Okay, <laughs> I'm writing it down so I remember. Very nice. It's not yes. like we've got anything that would actually record this evidence or anything. No, uh, for when I fi- <laughs> for when I finish this bottle of wine, then I'm like, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> Oh, that pen cap. That pen cap. Did you just drop something? Yeah, that pen cap is gone. (laughs) You've cut ties. We're no longer friends. All right, we're moving on to the lost generation. Their drink is wine, brandy, champagne, grappa, absinthe, if you can get it, pernod, if you can't. Their dress is retro suits and flapper outfits. Their famous members, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Ernest Hemingway, Ezra Pound, and Gertrude Stein. Their credo, the rhythm of the weekend with its birth, its planned gaieties, and its announced end, followed the rhythm of life and was a substitute for it. That was Fitzgerald. The great drinking gangs that formed in Paris during the 1920s were an attempt by writers and artists, many of them American expatriates, fleeing prohibition, to recapture the camaraderie of the trenches of the First World War. And because of that dark origin, a barely hidden layer of nihilism was always present. To emulate a lost generation gang, you must party like madmen tonight, because tomorrow you may all be going over the top into certain deaths for a cause you barely understand. So brood and speak of dark things with sudden outbursts of escapist rapture in between. Occasional, occasionally drop existential quotes from Camus and Sartre. Try to memorize them in the original French. Seek out bars with patios and pathos. I like these people. I want to meet these people, except for the whole living in Paris thing. <laughs> I don't know. Paris during the 20s could have been very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, until I, the whole World War II thing happened. Yes. Yes. But that was later. Um, I don't know. There's... I can't remember the name of the movie. Let me cheat and look it up. Um, but there was a movie with Owen Wilson where he... Went back in time and, like, 
uh, hung out with all these people. Midnight in Paris. Duh. That's what it was called. Yes. Um, and I really enjoyed that movie. Tom Hiddleston was actually in that movie, oddly <laughs> enough, as F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'd put in that movie. Or who I'd found in that movie as my... I don't know, because I thought about it. Who... And part of me thinks, like... I don't know. I like Robert Downey Jr. as as my... my lost generation. You, oddly enough, you know who I'm thinking of? Frida. Frida Kahlo. Kahlo. Like... The artist. I could see that. I bet she was even there around that time. Because I know she went to Paris. She would have fit right in with those people. I could see that. See, I can't, like... I can't think that... I don't think that deep. I'm all like, people now! (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we are thinking people now. I'm an idiot. I cannot follow instruction, even my own. That's okay. <laughs> All right, let's think. Who from now would fit in with this group? Hmm. Yeah. Downey, you know what? He would fit in with multiple of these gangs, which yeah, but- you, our dear subscribers, may agree with. And maybe you'll have to comment either way. At the end of this. I bet um, he, like, even now, he's so fun. Mm-hmm. He's just so eccentric. He is. Ooh. You know who I think might be a good fit for this group is What's-His-Little-Face? Um, oh, Harry Potter boy. Daniel Radcliffe? Stop shaking yes. the magazine. I'm sorry, it's, it's hot in here. I know. You made me turn off the AC and the stupid fan. I know. Well, it Radcliffe. And if you I would put him in this group. I could see that. Yep, he's going in this one. All right. I like Done. it. Done. Done. Next group. Moving on. Next. <laughs> this group, the Beats. All right. The drink. Cheap wine. Cheap beer, whatever is cheapest. The dress, work clothes, jeans, white t-shirts, leather bomber jackets. Famous members, Jack Kerouac, Neil Cassidy, Allen Ginsberg, William Burroughs. Their credo, the only people for me are the mad ones, the ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything at the same time. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars. And in the middle, you see the blue center light pop and everything goes awe. That was Kerouac. Whatever bar you're at is never happening enough. The next bar is certain, always certain to be better. Fly through the night like moths, forever seeking that ever brighter light, that perfect blinding circle that will hold you. The more you drink, the closer you will get, but you will never find it. It is always at the next one. Wild-ass behavior is encouraged. Mad stream of consciousness jabbering is mandatory. Every word that drops from your lips has to possess some deeper poetic meaning, even if you're not exactly sure what that meaning is. 
80 jazz clubs and hobo dives are your primary targets for cheap kicks. But it doesn't really matter where you go, baby, just as long as you go, go, go. Hmm. This is a fun group. <laughs> Initially in my head, I automatically think Adam Driver from Girls and or Star Wars fame if you're a super nerd. But then uh, I think Oscar Isaac. Hmm. Right? That is an intriguing choice. Super artsy, super adorable. Yeah. Uh, no one can argue that. No. Little pocket. Little little pocket Latino. Um it's just adorable. He does he does pull off the jeans and the t-shirt well. Yeah. He is artsy. And the hair. Mm. <laughs> okay, but we're going for like we're going poetic artsy. He is. So Did who, you you like clearly you don't read any of his interviews or you haven't heard him sing or play the guitar. I do not follow him as closely as you do. I'm not a I stalker. Do, do like. Following people closely is not stalking. <laughs> Reading okay. articles is not stalking. Sorry, I got defensive. It's a little... <laughs> Just a little touchy. Yeah, a little sorry. touchy there. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say Kit Harrington. Maybe then you wouldn't have uh, accused me of stalking. Maybe throw him in here. Yeah. <laughs> I also think Ellen Page would be a good. Yes. I like her in that category. I agree with, I agree with you. This was one. Yeah. I, I somehow was having trouble coming up with somebody in this category. So yeah, you're, you're winning this round. Well, I think it's more difficult now because so many like actors, actresses and musicians are so eccentric now. Like, they're either, we just accept the, they're either not, they either don't show their eccentric side at all in public, or they're, like, overly eccentric. Like, your Julian Casablancas from, uh, why can't, The Strokes. Why, wow, I, like, totally, I had a stroke. Mm. Um, like, you either get musicians and Did stuff you just like have that. A <laughs> right, yeah. You either get musicians <laughs> and stuff like that, or you get, like, your... Your prepackaged, you know, One Direction. Completely where they're, vanilla. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think you know we don't we don't get the beats anymore. We get we get boring. Yes, agreed. Okay, on to the next. These are my the people. Hem- <laughs> the Hemingway Code Heroes. Yes. Yes, these are my favorite drinks. No, they're not. They're all my favorite drinks. Uh, (laughs) My favorite drinks, but these are my people. (laughs) All right. Hemingway Code Heroes. Their drink, tropical rum drinks, especially the Papa Doble and the Daiquiri. Their dress are ill-fitting suits and safari garb. Famous members, Ernest Hemingway, Marlena Dietrich, Howard Hughes, Bill Smith, Max Perkins, A.E. Hotchner. Their credo... Modern life is often a mechanical oppression, and liquor is the only mechanical relief. That's Hemingway. 
A macho offshoot of the Lost Generation gangs, the Hemingway Code heroes never mistake motion for action. You must go to bars you don't belong, especially those belonging to other cultures. Manliness must be maintained at all times and at all costs. Speak in short, staccato sentences. Win the respect of your peers by downing a double shot of rum without blinking an eye or reaching for a chaser. Drink like men. Not today's men yesterday's men. You've stared into the black abyss of heart-cracking relationships. You've been broken into pieces by wicked hangovers, and where you were broken, you are now stronger and quieter. Do not speak unnecessarily, and when you do speak, sprinkle your dialogue liberally with sport and military metaphors. Recognize you may have to fight sometime during the evening, but only if the cause is noble and true. And don't be afraid to fight amongst yourselves over a lady, only to reclaim your friendship a short time later with a nod and a handshake. At least once during the night, one of you should grab a coat or tablecloth and play matador to another's drunk bull. (laughs) These are my people. These are fun people. If I you, like these people. If you don't call somebody buddy, champ, sport, or chief at least one time while you're out drinking, it's not a successful evening. <laughs> I, 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 I should write that on my hand and check it off throughout the night. Yes. Now, you have somebody particular in mind, oh, yeah. I know. No, hands down. First off, it reminds me of my husband. Yes. Uh, like, who's not famous, but not famous is a very good fit. But it fits in there. Um, yes. And, like, hands down for me, Chris Pratt is, yes. like, it just, because I know deep in my heart of hearts that he would be one of the funnest people ever to go drinking with. I think that he <laughs> and I could have a wonderful evening hitting up some random bar in Seattle, watching a Seahawks game, eating chicken wings, and just having a wonderful evening. Wouldn't be a date. Doesn't have to be a date. I didn't say it was a date. So she's not ruling it out. Not saying it doesn't have to be a date. I mean, (laughs) married people can go on dates. We're both married. We just hang out. It's totally fine. She might might get special dispensation from the husband. Yeah, no, he says it's legit. He said if (laughs) Chris Pratt would get within five feet of me, it's fine. Uh, I'm just kidding. Wow, I sound like a fucking psycho. She's got a couple of crushes. It's okay. I'm married, not dead. <laughs> On the outside. Who was I who was I thinking about here? I was thinking about uh were he still with us? Robin Williams. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yes. He in character, of course. I think yes. He he would fit this to a T. Fuck yeah, I would drink with Robin Williams. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so much fun. That's those are my people. Those are the people I want to drink with. Now I feel like I need to have like a daiquiri on my patio this afternoon. <laughs> All right, so we have one more gang. This one's one of my favorites. This is Currently, your, this is your people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these are my people. These are the people that I want to be, which really says a lot about me and not really in a good way. Which, yeah, doesn't really say really nice things about me. These are your people, but you are you are the Hemingway people, but these are the people you want to be. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I shouldn't even admit to this. <laughs> shouldn't even admit to this. 
Um, but lucky for you all, I'm not that smart. So <laughs> here we go. Our last gang is the Algonquin Round Table. Their drink, good scotch for the men, champagne cocktails for the ladies. Their dress, business suits, and party dresses. Famous members, Dorothy Parker, Robert Benchley, Robert Sherwood, Alexander Walcott. Their credo, there's a hell of a distance between wisecracking and wit. Wit has truth in it. Wisecracking is simply calisthenics with words. That was Parker. Critic Edmund Wilson called them an all-star literary vaudeville act. They called themselves the Vicious Circle, and for good reason. A drinking group composed of the sharpest wits of 1930s New York City. It was formed for the certain purposes of trading the cruelest of barbs and elevating getting hammered to an art form. Gather the smartest people you know and tear through the bars like an eloquently... And here we go. See, already I'm not qualified. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here we go. All right. Where was I? I think you were trying to say eloquently. Yeah. Yeah, a drinking group composed of the sharpest wits of 1930s New York City. It was formed for the certain purposes of trading the cruelest of barbs and elevating getting hammered to an art form. Gather the smartest people you know and tear through the bars like an eloquently cruel threshing machine. You don't have to like your company. Conflict is the coin of your realm. Seize a table and let loose the slings and arrows of sublime slander. Never utter a mundane word. Everything you say must be razor sharp with wit. Parry, thrust, counter thrust. If an intellectually challenged stranger dares join your elite circle, cut him to the quick, gang up on him mercilessly until he slinks away to mumble sports scores to the mongoloids watching TV at the bar. Never take a slight personally. Just sit back and wait until you can exact your cruel verbal revenge. I want to be these people. Yeah, and it's terrible because I never will be. The problem is you're <laughs> hanging out with me. <laughs> so you're sitting there saying mean things and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes. Someday you'll be able to say eloquently. Yeah. And that'll be a and good I, day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll cut that out. Um, <laughs> who should be in this group? I don't know. I struggle with this one because I feel like I want to assume that some people are witty and mean and smart enough to be in this group, but then I also don't want them to be in that group. I don't know. I like I, I initially think of John Hamm, but I think of Don Draper. Like I think of Mad Men when I think right. of of that. I don't know. Who do you think? Yeah, I'm having a hard time coming up with anybody. Again, it's probably somebody British. <laughs> like I, like I think I like Emily Blunt, but she's definitely not mean enough. Because again, I think of her character from Devil Wears Prada as being yes, yes, and she just like kind of sometimes looks mean. Oh, like Anna Wintour. Yeah. 
In real life. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Meryl. There's somebody. Yeah. I don't know. This is a hard group because I'm not a mean person. I mean, I'm a mean person, but I'm not, like, really mean. Mm-hmm. And apparently I'm just a wannabe, so there we go. <laughs> You're not a mean person. You just think you are. I'm a fake. I'm a phony. It's all a farce. It's all a front, people. <laughs> you can't be me. Remember when we got that mender of broken dreams drink? And we <gasps> thought we were so cool. It was the best night ever. I'll post a picture of that. I'll find it and I'll post it on our. Tell on them our what it was. Water. Um, it was a what was it? Three or four bottles of champagne. It was it was multiple. I don't know, but it was a three-tier drink. It was a fountain. Yes. And it lit up and it had ice cream in it and No, there was no ice cream. There was like fruit punch. Whatever. It had it there was like <laughs> smoke and shit and it, there was a tiki band playing and they just gave you straws and they were like go to town. And I'll post a picture because it was incredible. Maybe that'll be the feature picture for this this posting of this this episode. The Mender of Broken Dreams. Okay, but here's the thing. I forgot to I forgot to read the last part of this article. All right, well. Okay, go ahead. Fin- finish reading it. Okay. And there you have it. All the tools and templates needed to assemble your very own drinking gang. Take your time. Even the great ones spent years assembling fully functional prototypes worthy of being turned loose on unsuspecting bars. Like any ancient empire, your drinking gang will rise, mix with other gangs, make war, and alas, eventually collapse, with short periods of enlightenment in between. Conquer as many bars and as much booze as you can, then watch it all disintegrate into beautiful chaos. Reflect back like Seneca musing on the fall of Greece. At your height, you were invincible. The shining Light which other drunks feared and envied. Now your tribe has been shattered, the earth salted, never to rise again. Well, at least until next weekend. The end. <laughs> so to recap, do we want to recap our, our, our cruise? Sure. Okay. So for the Rat Pack, I have Adele and Tom Hiddleston. For my lost generation, I have Robert Downey Jr., I've got Ellen Page and Oscar Isaac for my beats. For the Hemingway generation, I've just got Chris Pratt because I think he's enough. And for my Algonquin roundtable, I've got John Hamm. You didn't write down any of mine. (laughs) You were supposed to write down your own. I didn't know I was supposed to be writing them down. (sighs) Just post it on the website. So hold on. Ay, ay, ay. So we'll be posting our own drinking teams on the website uh, and on Twitter and Instagram. I'll make a fun little graphic for that. Uh, feel free to post yours uh, in our comments on Twitter or uh, email them to us, and we'll read some off on the next episode. Uh, so that's Karen's Corner. Uh, we'll be featuring more articles and stuff on the website uh, moving forward. Uh, we will be picking up the drink of the week. Sorry, we kind of dropped the ball on that one. My bad. Uh, doing a website's hard, especially when you've got dogs to take care of and stuff. And drinks to drink. Yeah. Um, 
it's really hard to impress everybody. Like, I can't just post, like, a vodka lemonade. Fun, fun note, the drink of the week for week two is a Lynchburg lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> but you get history with it. You get the history of the Lynchburg lemonade, so suck on that. Um, Bitches. Yeah. So, yeah, there that is. I should stop drinking. It's only 3.30, but I'm home alone. Does it matter? What if I go to bed at 8? No one's going to care. Nobody gives a shit. No. It'll just be me. Lady Gaga and what's-his-face broke up. I know! Not that I even knew that they were together until like a year ago. Who who gets the dogs? They have dogs. They have two dogs. Two Mm. French bulldogs. They can't split them up. No. This is the best part of the podcast when we just start rambling. (laughs) (laughs) They can't, but they can't split them up. Mm -mm. Like, they're bonded. That'd be like if you all of a sudden said, Chubb, you're going to live with Matt. Like, first off, they'd get along just fine. They just... Mm. Okay. It's time to play the British dating app. It's called my first date. All right, then, Karen. What excites you about insert the city you live in? Question mark. Boy, absolutely fucking nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll tell you what excites me about the city I live in. I can get fucking fresh salmon whenever I want. Except I can't because now they're restricting salmon fishing. Except now we we sound like we're Australian. (laughs) (laughs) No, my British accent's pretty spot on. It morphed. Oh, here we go. Would you rather be less attractive and rich or extremely attractive and poor? I would be rich, bitch. It's true, because when you're rich... It doesn't matter. I could could pay to make myself more attractive. Yeah. I mean, I'm already extremely attractive and poor, so... There you go. Uh, no, I'd rather, I think, honestly, I do think I'd rather be attractive and poor. No, I want money. I want to be comfortable. Oh, okay. Um, I could pay for a nose job. Would you, would you break the law to save a family member? Yes. Have you broken the law to save a family member? No. I haven't needed to, but I would. I haven't done either, but I would. Ooh, here, this is a fun one. What type of guy are you attracted? This is a first date app. Why would you? Okay, whatever. <laughs> what type of guy are you attracted to? <clears throat> uh, it varies. I mean, there, I mean... Yeah, I am attracted to different physical types and different personalities. So, yeah, it's it varies based on the person. Mine's pretty straightforward. If they look dumb, <laughs> it sounds terrible, but it's true. If they look dumb, I'm probably attracted to them. 
and yet you're but marrying somebody who's extremely smart. But they have to be smart. Yes. Like, I have to be able to have a conversation with them. Like, that's the thing, is I'm usually, like, I'm into the lumberjack type. Which song makes you feel amazing and why? Freedom by George Michael. That's a good song. And I I don't even think I have to explain why. I don't think you do either. Renegade by Styx makes me want to punch somebody in the throat, and I <laughs> like it. <laughs> if I was... Actually, I will, I will follow up with, because I don't belong to you, and you don't belong to me. That's a good song, too. Like, if I was a professional athlete, and I did anything... I would want Renegade by Six playing at any given time. But just That's a great the, song. Just the chorus. Like, none of the, like, <laughs> I just want the chorus. <laughs> yeah. Like, that part. I think we have enough content for one week. I think so. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, I want to let everyone know that we're slowly piecing together our website. I've added some links for other podcasts and websites that you can check out. Um, Our Contact Us page is up and running. You can also reach us on Twitter at at WBWD Podcast and on Instagram at at WBWD Podcast. Uh, our email is at wbwdpodcast at gmail.com. Um, the website is at wbwdpodcast.com. Uh, and we're looking forward to hearing from any of you. Feel free to give us your ultimate drinking gang. Uh, we'll post ours on the blog. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll have another episode up. Uh, I believe Karen's going to be joining us from a discreet location uh, next week, possibly. Back east. Back east. Should probably be from a cave drinking some moonshine. Lord knows. It's possible. Maybe some soft shell crab. Who knows? Very possible. Anyway, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Jesus Christ in a handbasket. T- take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Have a good weekend. L- love ya. Cheers. Cheers.